0: <laughs> well, hey, kids. Welcome to this edition of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. Tonight's show, we'll be talking about Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, the Screaming Females, Beach Fossils, and Frightened Rabbit. All new albums coming at you. It
1: happens here, and it finishes here. Two men into two men.
2: Shit
0: be, yeah. be, be, That was right
3: there is is a, a lot of power. Power. I record of Alright guys, so we're legal now. We can play Ooh, drinking games. Every time these guys make fake emotion, drink. <laughs> Paul,
4: drink. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Andre. Drink.
4: Oh, Gary, <laughs> okay. I'm drinking. That's some good fake
3: emotion. <laughs> Just get the bottle on. <laughs> Welcome back, good listeners, to Junkie Glasses, the podcast. You are on episode 21, which means we are legal now. Nice. No more fake IDs. Uh, <laughs> and uh, sort of hilarious because everybody in this room is old tonight. <laughs> but older, sorry.
4: Paul gets to be the baby tonight. Paul does it's,
3: get to be the baby. It's
4: a rare privilege.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is going to be one of the last for, I think, a while from the Rock basement. There's going to be a new That's basement. Right. So transitioning mm, basements, transitioning transition yeah. basements. Um, too many bodies stacked in the corner of this <laughs> one. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> too many Gandalf sculpt- sculptures yeah, yeah. packed in the b- corner. <laughs> Can you
4: ever have too many Gandalf sculptures? Apparently, the answer is yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and apparently, that's the album. T- uh, the podcast title. <laughs> no, you can't. What we got speaking of Gandalf. Oh, <laughs> mm. very nice.
4: Q Gandalf.
3: So we got some albums to talk about tonight. First, we're going to talk about some news. Uh, the Grammys took place, uh, was that, last weekend,
4: I think? It was last weekend. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, big performances by Fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they got
4: rained on. It was very, very wet.
3: <laughs> yeah, they uh, pointed out that they're not old. Best new artist. Been around for 12 years.
4: <laughs> I don't know how that works, <laughs> but
3: uh, that happened. Uh, Justin Timberlake made his comeback. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot no, no, of excitement I,
5: here. I, I'm not too psyched about that new song. <laughs> no, so. uh, didn't like it the first time around. Yeah, I like it this time. Okay.
3: Uh, there was uh, Frank Ocean made his national television debut, which, as a fan, I'm just gonna come out and say, it was pretty bad. Uh, saying yeah, you're, you're saying wh- that as a fan. Yeah. yeah. It came off key. Uh, is just not a, a song that out of context doesn't make a whole lot of. Good sense to play. Yeah. No, late night
5: with Jimmy Kimmel constitute uh, not Jimmy Kimmel with uh, Jimmy Fallon count count as uh, national television. Yeah, late night, not like prime time. Not like time. the, like the Grammy
4: so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. huge. It was a little awkward.
3: The one triumph uh, besides Mumford and Sons that night, which uh, we'll talk about that in one of our albums. Just terrible. Uh, yeah, it was. They, they didn't even have a speech.
4: Well, but I mean, but their performance was horrible. Of course.
3: But we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, the the one good thing to come out of that was the tribute to uh, Levon Helm, which was a uh, lot of yes. people, and uh, we've all talked about like Alabama Shakes here. But uh, Brittany Howard um, continues to prove that when she plays band songs, she like kills it harder than anybody else. She's and she was up against Mavis Staples. Yeah, and they both were just like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's she's like what twenty four
4: now. Yeah. I mean, she's incredible.
3: Yeah.
4: Band's not. The band is. We'll talk about
5: them later. <laughs> okay. In other news, <laughs> uh, Led Zeppelin may or may not be getting back together next year. I know you're all holding on to the edges of your seats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert Plant gave an interview to the Australian version of Sixty Minutes saying that he would be open. To a reunion because, quote, he's got nothing to do in 2014.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So, stay
3: tuned. Zombie is sort of spelled like (laughs) Bonzo.
4: I like how he announces it in, like, just countries that no one really is paying attention to. (laughs) This might happen. He's in Sri Lanka. (laughs) Oh, um, so the Firefly lineup came out today, uh, for those of you that tried to get on the internet and found it to be crashed. Um, There are some really interesting options on there. I think it's going to overall be a a great lineup with a lot of things for a lot of different people. Uh, Like most festivals, if you hate one band, you will love the next one that comes on. So uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers are headlining. I don't understand why. But I will say that I think that the... um, the, the the small band, uh, the small stage uh, venues that they've got set up are are fantastic. They're going to have, um, well, Public Enemies coming, which will be fantastic for true. anybody who hasn't seen them because they're hilarious. Um, shall I go through it and see if I can read it as fast as humanly possible? It's Everybody's great. already saying it. Okay. Chili Peppers, Tom Petty, Vampire Weekend, Foster the People, yeah, 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 it's Abbott Brothers, Calvin Harris, Passion Bit, M- MGMT. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Yeah, it, it, but it goes on, on and on. Edward Sharp, Grizzly Bear, um, it, Matt and Kim, frankly, the best live show I saw last are year. Playing on the wait don't, to see that. Are they playing outside? on the Don't Give
3: a Fuck stage?
4: They're playing on the <laughs> Get Off Kevin's Lawn <laughs> okay. stage. Not, which is basically half the lineup is on the Get Off Kevin's Lawn stage. Yeah. Everybody else is on the Please Come and Play at My House stage. Okay. So. Uh, but we're uh, we're super psyched about about them coming back. The last year the the setup was great. They had a few glitches. They handled them well. And it's close to DC. Uh, it's expensive, but the fact that you don't have to travel, you know, by plane makes it uh, makes it all work out. Yeah, so cool. Uh, advanced tickets are on sale Thursday for those of you who are going to hear this by Thursday.
5: And they will. Okay, just in time to get it. And finally, in. Congratulations, News. Uh, Parenthetical <laughs> Girls have finally completed their, uh, their latest album, which has been released as a series of five EPs, 500 copies each over the pa- course of the past two years. Each limited edition EP was signed in the blood of one of the band members. Oh, You, you didn't tell me that in the chat. Well, that's why we're doing it as news. Okay. <laughs> but the full album was, was uh, finally released in its entirety today, and it's actually pretty good. Mine doesn't have blood on it, though
4: yet at least not their blood on it alright so
3: that's our little bit of news Um, I guess let's move on to some albums Andre (laughs)
4: alright
1: Don't care what the little bird sings. We go down with the dew in the morning light. The tree don't know what the little bird brings. We go down with the dew in the morning and we breathe.
3: Off track off of uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds 15th album uh, "Pushed the Sky Away came out Tuesday on now his own label uh, Bad Seed Limited uh, oh, nice. if, if you yeah it is uh, if you don't know uh, Nick Cave is Australia's favorite son outside of Michael Hutchins and given that he's still alive that works out well for him <laughs> and um, men at work I, you know,
5: uh, <laughs> they never get the respect they who's deserve. The, who's the singer then? Yeah. What about the guy that was on that Energizer
4: commercial? What about Kali Minogue? <laughs> <laughs> okay,
5: back to so Nick
0: Cave. So one of Bad them. Yeah.
3: Um, Nick Cave started off his career uh, as a singer of a band called The Birthday Party, which is sort of like proto-punk. Uh, it is, I mean, it's essentially, like it's basically Nick Cave music, just yeah. when he was a little younger. I mean, there's no radical difference between that and the Bad Seeds stuff. Uh, he has sort of just done what he wanted to for, since, what, 1983 when he was doing that. Uh, I came to him, actually, around the time of Murder Ballads, but it was, uh, he did some film work with uh, Vim Vendors, uh, Mm -hmm. Until the End of the World, uh, Wings of Desire, Far Away So Close, and he would be the bar band, and it was suitable, because those films, one of them was talking about, like, Heaven and Hell and Angels and stuff, so. Um, Amazingly gothic, and I mean, I know he has a, uh, reputation in the goth world but i mean there's none more goth fuck the cure like this is <laughs> mm-hmm. this is the real shit uh his album before this uh was one that i really liked uh dig lazarus dig far more aggressive sound uh on push the sky away he uh this is uh it's a little softer take yeah. for Nick cave uh, it's like the
0: lounge version of yeah. Nick cave yeah yeah uh,
4: Tor- <laughs> Nick cave sings torch songs
3: yeah yeah paul I know you really uh enjoy it.
5: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm digging this album a lot. It's kind of like listening to a funeral dirge uh-huh. all the way through. Though. There's not a lot of uh, I think tonal variation in it. Yeah, but if you're in the mood for that, you're not going to find it all, done a whole lot better than this. Isn't
3: that like all his albums? though? It's like every album. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, mean not... I mean, when was I the last time? Like
5: I feel like this is mellower than some of the stuff he's. Doing oh, it's definitely mellower. Though. I mean, this isn't murder ballads over here. Yeah, but something.
3: that's what I was gonna say. When is when when do you want to sit down and listen to like murder ballads or Stagger Lee? I mean, uh, usually when
2: I'm in a weird
4: place yeah right when I'm in a new
0: basement <laughs> it sounds like I you think just this would be on. the same yeah, yeah. <laughs> it almost yeah. sounds like he's just kind of like talking and there's just a band playing they might not even be his band like they're just playing in a corner and there's like a guy talking over here and
4: (laughs) but that's kind of what he's always done and that's what I like like as he gets older there there are a lot of artists that as they get older they stop singing and start talking because they've lost their voice he has completely kept his voice I mean Mm -hmm. there may be like a well, few, but but it, but he's always done this. Like if you listen, like when you were talking about uh, until the end of the world, that's one of my favorite soundtracks, yeah. and his his tracks on there are just beautiful. But it is he he talks and he sings a little bit, but he's doing the same thing on this that he's always done. It's not a change, okay. and it is it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but like mermaids on this on mm-hmm. this album is just beautiful.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, it, like I said, I, re- I really enjoyed Dig Lazarus Dig. Um, and that was sort of paralleled uh with his project grinder man which was some of the bad seeds and basically him he just never sounds Gr-
5: grinder man's dead now though right they, they, uh,
3: they made now. the second album I, I, don't I don't know i don't i don't think he knows now he has his own label maybe right, not yeah. um and uh, when i first heard this I, I it wasn't it wasn't my favorite like i i was like uh, maybe not but it sort of grew on me and something like paul and i've talked about a little is Equated to uh, last year's Old Ideas by uh, Leonard Cohen. Yeah, yeah, very... It's like a goth Um, version of that.
5: Yeah, it's a lot darker than Leonard Cohen's album, but it's dealing with... Some similar themes and it's there's there's tonal similarities. Oh, too. definitely. Yeah, so tonally yeah. Is, yeah. is is more
3: than I mean yeah. I I think of Nick Cave a lot as as almost like a beat poet and like one of the remaining few like big beat poets because you know, he's, he's not
0: a, he's a big writer isn't he he's a, and that's I the thing mean, he, this is he, he was, writes like, books this and, is
3: writing stories over yeah. Yeah.
5: if anybody's seen The Proposition yeah he wrote the screenplay wrote for that screenplay and that, for that is just that's yeah. a dirty good movie okay yeah. nice he's
4: just he's just he's got all different levels. I, I, on uh, Wide Lovely Eyes, you guys were talking about like different tonal things. Like that one to me reminded me of Ring of Fire. It mm-hmm. actually like touches back on Johnny mm-hmm. Cash chords, um,
0: mm-hmm. which,
4: you know, people don't think of Johnny, well, people do think of Johnny Cash as a storyteller, but Nick Cave is kind of like that it, same sort I'm sure it was intentional. Of, I'm sure it was because you don't you don't hit those, those chords without yeah. recognizing and, what it is.
3: And I mean, the thing you said, you know, he's kept his voice. I mean, he's never really done much with his, well, technically done much with his voice. Like his range is not... Anywhere,
4: No, but he's one of those guys that you hear him and you know immediately mm-hmm. it's Nick Cave. There's, there are so many other bands out there, so many other artists out there. You hear them and you're like, that guy sounds just like this, or this girl sounds just like that. And you're constantly evoking back to something else. With Nick Cave, you can say that his style is reminiscent of somebody else, but his mm-hmm. voice is very distinctive.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. hear so so another song by him. Uh, off this uh, It's called Jubilee Street. And there's a second part to this. End of Jubilee, which is way more depressing. (laughs) But we're going to hear the not depressing one.
1: And here I come Up the hill I'm pushing my wheel
3: of love. And we were saying, like, does it pick up? I anyone when to come in? Oh, that was Jubilee Street. Tucson, yeah. um, but it, it, it's to the point that like Paul made. Is, it is like a funeral dirge. And um, it's, it's comforting. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a gorgeous album. I think. I mean, yeah, I, no, I, 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 it's... It's just I think about
4: half of it's gorgeous, yeah. and the other half is I think kind of hard to listen to. Yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> just,
3: uh, you know, but even like that coming in, like the feedback guitars, it just slowly builds. Uh, this gets to almost like a Radiohead-esque type thing. Back it, we're it just shows a
5: real ease of craftsmanship. You know, yeah. you, you hear a lot of upstarts these days, and it's 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 weird when you hear a real veteran in their comfort zone and then you're like oh yeah that's what that's supposed to sound like yeah, you know yeah,
2: yeah. yeah you this, can tell
0: this, this band and does this with ease the, they, they do this with ease the band is just gro- yeah. they're just grooving behind them the whole time you exactly know? yeah
4: this and Mermaid's both just have this whole operatic like sure. scope to them that they're, they're just beautiful songs and they're right right together on the album which is nice cool do you
3: want to move on to something a little uh Less somniferous.
4: I think that would be anything else we have going tonight.
3: Wake up, Andre. Is New Jersey's eighth funnest uh, screaming females? <laughs> Ouch! Uh, their new EP, uh, Chuck Tape, which is—I think it's what their—it's something like their eighth release. They've,
5: yeah, got they've, uh, they've got five full studio albums, and then I think they've got a handful of EPs. Yes. This is coming on the heels of uh, last year's Ugly, which was an absolutely fantastic album. If you say so. Made, it made my top ten. Uh, yep. For people with ears, it was a fantastic <laughs> album.
3: <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, uh, it, this is a trio. Uh, Marissa Paternoster, Jared Dowertree and King Mike. I mean, you know, whatever you gotta do. Um, would you describe... So... I'm not a big fan. I, I'll just say that up front. Of, of the band in general. So you know, this is... Uh, we're gonna need somebody really? else to... Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, but for weird reasons. So, like... I feel like and in this album particularly, not so much ugly. And it is an E P and that implies that you're like sort of casting just cutting loose, you know, not not paying much attention. I seem to like dig way too much into like their sleater Kinney homage and uh, and I wasn't a huge sleater Kinney fan, so
5: Opinion My- disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't stand it. Yeah. Uh, so both opinions disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> is there a, is there a legal
3: precedence for that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just because you have a lot of doesn't yeah. mean. <laughs> yeah. No. No. So I mean, I, I I'm personally trying to figure out what they're doing. and As a fan, maybe you can tell me what. They're well, doing.
5: here's what I think they're doing. Um, this is kind of uh, it's a process EP. Uh, the reason that it's got its name is because they kind of scratched out a bunch of lyrics on the ch- on a chalkboard that okay. didn't rewrite and then just, and then played songs going over it. So if you compare it to what they've done before, like um, ugly was a much harder album. That was a straight mm-hmm. hard charging guitar album brought in a lot more uh, classic rock influence than some of their more punky, Earlier work, mm-hmm. but I think they're trying to figure out where they're going to go next right here. And I wouldn't call this transitional so much as it is experimental. I, I don't think they're ever going to lose the lose the edge. I think Patternuster's mm-hmm. yelp is a big part of it, and her guitar playing is what drives the band. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to figure out, you know, whether they're going to go in a more poppy direction, whether they're going to go in a more conceptual direction, whether they're going to stick with some of the just right. the straight like thrash lines they were working on before, mm-hmm. and you know, so it, it's. A little inconsistent because of that, but I think that that is what you get from EPs a lot, especially ones that are coming so close after mm-hmm. uh, after a really fully formed album.
3: And, and by experimental, like, I didn't mean like experimental music. I mean, I no. mean exactly that. Like they're the, and, the,
5: experimenting with their own sound, and, and they do get props from me
3: for that. That's good, and that's what I want to hear. I just just didn't like. I mean, I told you I got stuck in traffic on the way here, and I and I was stuck listening to this and
5: I was getting angry. <laughs> well, I mean, look at this. this <laughs> I, is, can yeah. I can imagine. I This is an album that's released not only on the heels of, uh, of Ugly, but also right after Marissa, is, is she's still recovering from an illness that mm-hmm. made them cancel to her tour last year, right. and she's mm-hmm. been laid up. Um, and it was released to RDO and streaming and on limited edition cassette tapes. Like, yeah. this is... Oh, no. Yeah, no, this is a, fa- yeah. a fan EP. It's not... Cassette tapes? whatever it's yeah, but, they, but
4: they didn't uh, re- they didn't release them on cassette tapes and say this is how it should be listened to it, it wasn't that sort of release it they like, which, which, which a band did which, which has been done yeah. no but it was more just like this. we were having a lot of fun and if you listen to this whole thing you can constantly hear them talking in the background yeah, they're really yeah. just screwing around like I look at EPs as practice mm-hmm. for what's coming out next and this is kind of it, this is not even pretending to be a, a musical release it is practice for what's coming out next
5: yeah and I think there's a lot of good stuff that uh, that comes out of it. I think Poison Arrow is a great song, oh. which we're gonna hear uh, next. No, we just heard it. Oh, oh no, yeah, oh, never mind. It's so good. Yeah, uh, there's there's there are some real highs on the album. There's some whatevers, but I like what they're doing. I like they're trying new things, and I think that we've seen from their past efforts that when they put their mind to creating. A full album. They come out with a with a fully conceived artwork that holds together as an album.
2: Mm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you say the word artwork because I love the actual like uh, the cover art that they've put out for this. It's hilarious, and this whole thing is it's just funny. It's not it's not it's something you could take seriously. Obviously, it's it's. It's just fun. Yeah. Um, I I do think that Poison Arrow is probably the worst track on the thing though because them just repeating Poison Arrow over and over again drives me insane. That yeah. that it's the longest song on the album at uh, or at the on the EP at three and a half minutes and it needs to be about a minute and a half. Yeah. And if it were a minute and a half, I would love it. Yeah. But once they start yeah. just repeating Poison Arrow over and over again, I'm like, okay, enough. Yeah.
0: But it's kind of garage rock. Sounds yeah. like. They were playing in a garage and just set up a tape player and said, right. let's go. A cassette tape player. Yeah, it does sound like that. I guess the thing is that Consent. I would ask the question is like, you know, <laughs> like you said, they did it kind of like just reform, but maybe taking the time and actually developing these songs. And right, just it's going Instead of just saying, okay, here it is.
5: But but you said like, a lot. I mean, you look at like Buke and Gase's sure. EP from last year, right. and it's not as, I guess, all over the place as this one, we, but we, there was no hint of what was coming know, with no, the new we album. We can call that bad now. Well, yeah, it, was, yeah, it uh, was. It wasn't. Bad. I don't think it was bad. I liked it at the time. I wrote a good review of it at the time. Yeah, I yeah, know, but
4: I'm not. I'm not saying that this is bad. I'm just saying no, no. for what it is, it, it's yeah. solid. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't listen to it for for much more than just, just to what get it, a it quick is.
0: Glimpse of what it and, is, and yeah. I think
5: that's right. I think
0: that yeah. I, I tied you I, over till the next album. Maybe I think
5: if you're a fan. That this is one of those documents that you look at to see where the band's going and to and to wet your whistle a little bit for whatever they do next. Yeah, if you're not a fan, yeah. this isn't going to make you a fan right here. If you're not a fan, go listen to Ugly.
4: But it's yeah. also if you're not a fan, you're probably not listening to this because it's not even on wide release, and you don't right. have you don't have your Walkman exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> Which Sony stopped making, but yeah. Uh <laughs> Let's hear the next song of uh, this is called uh, wrecking ball. I love
2: you, John.
5: <laughs> That's the whole song yeah. Paul, Paul is, is like Clutching
3: his face Because yeah. he's like How
5: can you not like Sleater <laughs> Kinney <laughs> Two out of the four Ostensible music reviewers In this room Say yeah. <laughs> they
3: don't like Sleater Kinney And no, I don't get no, it no, no, no. Andre
5: Sleater Kinney And um, you I'm not a fan No Oh
2: <laughs> <family. Yeah>. Burn
5: <laughs> You know When you fired me I should have just stayed fired so. <laughs> You could have won tickets <laughs> You can make yourself
4: eligible Now no tickets for you
3: <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, you know, uh, like like I was saying, I I actually, and that that's part of what I was like. It leans more towards the part of Sliver Kenny that I don't like. Um, I I mean I get it, and I just I I I, I struggle with like where <laughs> why you love this. That's actually what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
5: why wouldn't I? Yeah. Well, I know, but. That on that, for,
4: on that okay, particular yeah. song, on that particular song, like it, when you're listening to the begin, like the first part of this EP, the first three songs are actually kind of just quiet and nice. Like Sickbed is mm. it's not nice, but it, but it's set up in this it, in a much gentler fashion than you're used to from this band. And then you're thinking, wow, are they going in a totally different? Oh fuck no, no, they're super getting loud because then the second half is is what they're what you're used to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. And it's only 15 minutes long. So the whole thing, the whole thing, 15 thing is 15 minutes long, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> and two minutes of that is them just repeating. We may have out. literally spent more time talking about <laughs> it than it would take you to go.
5: Yeah. On us in I think the you're album, right. So. so, so let's move on to something <laughs> indie or
4: And that is Beach Fossils um, That track is called Careless And um, I apparently am the only person in this room That actually likes this album <laughs> Well I can't Maybe, say not, true. Maybe <laughs> not true <laughs> um, I don't know the, a lot of the background on it though So so Kevin if you'd like to This might be my new favorite Hangover album For 2013 Not that that's saying a lot that, That's the background That, that might be
3: that. Uh, Basically uh, you Dustin Payser, uh In Brooklyn like, he, he was just like Decided, like everybody does, uh, to make their own album in their bedroom and everything. And oh, So this is one dude? Well, it was, yeah. one, it was okay. one dude. And then uh, he started getting hyped. And his first album, which uh, admittedly I didn't hear. I think Susie's a huge fan. Yeah. Um, but she's also a huge fan because it's just Beach Fossils. That's the name. So, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. Flights <laughs> <The, laughs> of Fancy. Yeah. Well, the, the,
4: fir- the first album is kind of uniform, mm-hmm. and you'll never go back to it. To, in my opinion, you'll never go back to it again. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty boring. The first time I listened to this, I thought, it's just more of the same. It's mm-hmm. kind of dull. The, um, Careless is actually the liveliest song mm-hmm. on the album. So if you th- if you listen to that and you think, oh, I'm going to go get that because it all sounds like that, it does not. The rest of it is a lot quieter. The way I look at that is is it's kind of like a YOLO tango that I don't have to think about. Like, it's just. (laughs) It's It's, a lot easier. It's great background music. I actually came back to it two or three times and, and replayed it. I've now listened to it maybe 10 times. And. I, I like it a lot better on the fourth or fifth listen than i did the the first time through yeah. um it, there are some songs on it that are absolutely beautiful it's not it's not solid all the way through it's not something no. i would recommend to to friends but if i have it on uh or if i hear it on somewhere i, I will definitely keep coming back well, to it. And,
3: and i think that's the thing and i think it's a it's a uh i don't want to say a growing trend in music but uh it is like i mean it's not offensive it's not. <laughs> oh no, yeah. no! But and but that's like you, guys, you with, guys know me, damning it with faint no, praise. No, I no, don't you guys, hate you, it. You Therefore, you, must you guys be know good. That's, that's not me damning it with faint <laughs> praise. It is like I had it on. I had it on like uh, the whole time, like preparing for this and listening right. to it, mm-hmm. and there was nothing in it that um, I was like, oh no, 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 no. There but there's t- also it was sort of like Tame Impala for you. It's like you couldn't remember.
4: Yeah, but I've now listened to Tame Impala. I don't know how many times, and I. Love it so. I if I could go back and revise something on a prior podcast, it'd be that. Yeah. But, uh, but but again, am I going to remember Tame and Paula next year? Probably not. Uh, but if you're stuck in traffic on 210 because there've been two accidents, yeah. this is actually going to kind of calm you down a little bit. Like it's Sleep Apnea is a really pretty song. It's just it is pretty. It
3: is. It is. Um, you don't
4: you don't hear a lot of Paul's just clutching his yeah, face in pain. Paul, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just.
5: I think you're right that there's so many albums that come out that are just kind of inoffensive. Right. And because we listen to a lot of music, mm-hmm. blow by, and then you don't think about them again. But in a lot of ways, that's worse than trying to do something ambitious and failing. Like, it's the scourge of mediocrity I right agree. there. Yeah. and Yeah. 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 I
0: mean. And this is a sound that's becoming kind of a very common sound. Oh, what, was it's that? It's, what was that other yeah. band, Wild Nothing? Uh, it,
3: are you referring to Chill Wave, sir?
0: Ch- is that what this is called? <laughs> okay. Chill okay. Or Dream Pop or whatever. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's basically a, a guitar player who wants to sound like he was in New Order, you know, mixed with, you know.
4: I have four reverbs and, yeah, and one exactly.
0: guitar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're yeah. deep in a cave. And know? that's the
5: thing is this, this is in interchangeable with yeah. any number of other mediocre band sure. playing music that is not going to offend you and it's probably not going to inspire you to turn it off but yeah. it's not going to inspire you to look it up again and i don't know to me that's like more s- odious than somebody trying something new and yeah. just falling flat now, on their so face so says
3: all the old people though i mean because now so uh, mad- you- know, madeline our promotions coordinators like she actually did the tracking of it today and her and her man like love this and her friends love this she was sort of mad pitchfork like gave it like a 5.8. Point point and, uh, <laughs> you know. Got trashed. Um,
5: the gentleman's D in Pittsburgh. Yeah. That yeah.
3: is a yeah, total gentleman's D. D. And, uh, you know, it's so, I mean, are, are we talking about a matter of it's just like really we're just – our expectations are different. I won't say higher but different like than, than people because, I mean, this is – like Andre said, this is like a sound that, that – I mean, yeah, I could place kind. this with a myriad of other bands yeah. and – you know, well, like, well, like, okay, like
4: three years ago, everybody was like back into relating back to the '80s. Now it seems like mm-hmm. everyone's relating back to the '70s. And of course, no one does it better than the Swedes. But there are yeah, a yeah, bazillion yeah. bands out there right now <laughs> that are hearkening back to the '70s. And it's funny that you bring up Pitchfork because Pitchfork uh, constantly that's... refers to like uh, compares Beach fossils to Cloud Nothings, which you love.
5: They don't sound anything like, yeah, like Cloud Nothings. nothings. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll agree. With yeah, they don't. No,
4: I know. But but what I'm I mean I I actually d- there are very I don't I don't read a lot of reviews when I'm doing one of these things, but I did actually read on this just because it, it was I thought it was kind of a little bit boring and I wasn't sure kind of what anybody else thought about it because mm-hmm. uh, it is vanilla and it's non offensive, but yeah. Yeah. but it is the more I listen to it, the more I liked it, and the more I disagree with the the gentleman's D, but uh, but like one of these guys one of the guys from Beach Fossils from the original album is now like in what is it D I I V D <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce Uh-oh. that
3: yeah Dive dive. which which also the kids love
4: <laughs> which the kids love and I've heard that and and I listen to it and it's like mm, I'm not crazy about it but it's it's that whole like 70s like Foxygen Tame Impala they all are all harkening back to the 70s not the thing. right
3: 70s for me <laughs> but they need to be square in the middle of the country not everyone can
4: be someone space Jesus someone needs to listen Jesus, to more Rodriguez so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, not everyone can be space Jesus no, no. <laughs> not everyone nice call back
3: <laughs> uh, um, let's hear another song uh, this is Caustic Cross and this is uh, this is Madeline's pick So that was a uh, cost Cross off of uh, Clash.
4: Clash the truth.
3: Technical difficulties. Yeah, so, Clash Sorry. the truth. Yeah. 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 Clash truth. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like your description, Carrie, uh, of Hangover Rock. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> if you could understand a single word that, that was said in that song, you know, I, I will give you some money. Well, yeah. You hear <laughs> that,
3: internet? <laughs> if you can translate or look up beachfossilslyrics.com yeah. Andre will give you money.
4: I will say to anybody who's going to pick up... <laughs> or I'll up let
0: you wear my Me- Mexican wrestling mask. And if you
4: want to know what that yeah. looks like, just check the Twitter feed because that's the number one photo from the day. <laughs> nice. That and Elliot actually phoning one th- in it's my... It's photo, photo on Twitter. It might be. That, <laughs> no. that and Elliot phoning in the uh, my, my review of the last album. I will say for anybody who's going to pick up Beach Fossils who hasn't hasn't heard it yet, make sure you make it past the first song. The first song is awful. Yeah. And from then on it, in my opinion, it gets a little bit better. But the first song's terrible.
3: Cool. All right. Ladies look out. Here comes Scotland.
4: Yes.
5: If it's not Scottish, it's clap. <laughs> um, that, that is, <laughs> <that> is
3: Scott. <laughs>
2: that is not Groundskeeper Willie. That is
3: uh, Scotland's Frightened Rabbit, fronted by Scott. Drop all the panties in a 200 square mile radius, Hutchinson. Um, <laughs> uh, that is their new album. The track is uh, The Woodpile of their new album, Pedestrian Verse. Um, for fans of Frightened Rabbit, uh, you, yeah, you, you love this with Carrie's a fan. Uh, I was a fan, we'll get to that later. Um, they, uh, made their start a couple years ago. I mean, it was, it was basically a solo project. Um, and even up to Midnight Organ Fight, which was the album that got them sort of recognized. Um, and they started
4: in like 2002.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was a ways back. And, and basically the evolution of this band was that, uh, Scott, drop all the panties in 200 square mile radius, yeah. Hutchinson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, Even though he sings about nothing more than being the world's look, worst boyfriend and just it, being you know, a total it, asshole if he, if he says drunk.
3: If he says shit or fucking.
4: <laughs> he goes, go get in your boat. Yeah. It's like, yes, I'll get in your boat. Ladies, uh,
3: <laughs> like, no, I went to the show with Susie and all I can say is that I left the front because it was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it <was. laughs> it was real awkward. Uh, any, anyways. Okay, uh, it,
4: compared to Father John Misty, Ooh, up or down?
3: I would say up.
4: Really? Yeah. Wow. I
3: mean, even, wow. even Daria is wow. like, like we'll, we'll talk about all this all in right, a second. All all right, right, Let me right, get right, to right. a little history. <laughs> Let's get to the actual music. Uh, midnight Organ Fight, Scott Hutchinson uh, basically had this hella breakup. Uh, apparently a lot worse than Boney Bear's because he got better songs out of it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and made...
4: Restaurant just moved to Mexico for yeah. like three weeks, got over, uh, came back.
3: And, and made uh, what I actually consider to be a fairly like brilliant modern album. Um, and it's... Uh, just because it's so damn raw. I mean, you male, female, you can relate to every single song of Midnight Organ Fight. Yep. And it... it, it it sadly though I think that was the peak of his songwriting abilities. Mm. And I don't know if he's somebody that uh needs that pain to like continue on um but uh for me it's been just diminishing returns from album to album. Uh I know you love it so but I know but I know Paul likes it. So let me let's, let's get it to Paul.
5: Let's get the love before okay. the line no, no, comes no, no. But, Well
4: <laughs> I will say that about all Frightened Rabbit albums. I love about 75% of it, and I think 25% of it is just filler that doesn't need to be in there. And I, and I will say that yeah. about Winner of Mixed Drinks. I will say that about Midnight Organ Fight. I don't, I don't think I'm mid- okay. So, okay. I, I I feel like a lot of it is, we've got to get to an album that's an hour long, and then it's, it's just like 15 minutes of crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, my spot of action is just bollocks. But um, yeah, it's uh, I, I, I do like this album, because I also like... Winter of Mixed Drinks even though when I first heard that album I hated it because I loved Midnight Organ Fight and I loved Sing the Grace because those mm. are so raw and that those sound exactly like what they were which is a broken hearted man who's been mm. in a Scottish bar drinking like 40 pints of Tenets and he, they just put all of his songs on albums and they were great. And then you get this more polished sound. I think on the new one, it took me a while to kind of get my head around it. It's so much more polished, even than Midnight uh, Or... than... Uh,
3: Winter, mixed Winter Mixed Drinks. Winter Drinks. Yeah.
4: But it's... Uh, you know, you think, well, the, the music is accessible, but you listen to the lyrics, and it's still just, like, flat out, just raw, awful, horrible stuff.
5: I, I think that's kind of what I like about it, because he's... Definitely got the major label debut polish on this one right here. The orchestration oh, yeah. gets a yeah. little bit mm-hmm. big. Yeah. Um, he's got that studio sheen on it. And then you actually listen sheen to Sheen
4: is him. perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Sheen is exactly the word I was looking for.
5: But then you listen to the lyrics. Listen to the lyrics on the next song we're going to play, Axe of, <laughs> yeah, of Man. Yeah. Oh, my is God. A fucking asshole. And it's it's yeah. a great juxtaposition between this triumphant <laughs> like orchestration <laughs> so and then him just being like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck you and leave you. That's what's gonna
4: happen. No, but he's not even talking about himself. He's <laughs> talking about this is this is just all of mankind. Yeah. Like he he doesn't right. even talk about like other yeah. albums. He's talking about what a bastard he is on the last two. It, I, I really do think it breaks down to the first two albums and the second two albums. That it is. the first two albums are just like oh my god i am such a fucking asshole and all i do is drink and make you miserable and then the second two albums are oh my god everybody is this way mm-hmm. it's yeah. just yeah, but the orchestration is that but you're, you're never see, gonna see, you can't clean these songs up for, and put them for, on the radio for
3: me though uh, none of that rings true on winter mixed drinks or this and i hear it and it's like somebody who knows their market mm. and i say that as somebody who really really enjoyed seeing i mean they uh, they got like a, like a triple encore. Yeah,
4: they, it was a triple encore. Yeah,
3: and and it was a fantastic moment in live music. They're fantastic performers, uh, it, it, you know. But they definitely, you know, the time I saw him before, he it was on Valentine's Day, and it was just him. Oh, God. No, but the record company split him off from the band and said, "Hey, Scott, like you drop all the panties, let's go." Yeah, and they put him in front of no, Josh Ritter, and that's what happened. I they, I they was had there with him opening yeah. Josh Yeah, just him, just him. All he had to do was talk in the Scottish on the stage and play like five wow. songs. Yeah. And yeah. ladies who were there, who were single, were just <laughs> yeah. you, you say that as though it's and the a ones problem. who are married, all it's not a pro- it's not a problem. And and honestly, <laughs> more like props Daria's to this immune. guy.
4: She's not. Now, more props <laughs> to
3: this guy. But. It doesn't make for compelling material on record and
4: it doesn't make for compelling material for a dude who's watching his girlfriend throw her pity well, on the floor The stage. only thing <laughs> he has on me is that I can't
3: grow a beard. I have the beard gut. I can fake a Scottish accent. <laughs> so, so, you know
5: um, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't see that that, that is something that, that's necessarily something to criticize him for because right. I mean we, we've come on here and praised Raphael Sadiq and Charles Bradley, and even you to a degree with Frank Ocean. For <laughs> to, the, to a
4: degree, for the uh, <laughs> with every fiber of your damn that being. That was
5: that was me deadpanning <laughs> right there. Um, <laughs> for those of you that didn't get the, it, I will narrate the the panty dropping abilities of uh, these particular performers, right. or the and being listed as a as a positive.
3: I, I would argue though that like all of them have like substance to back it up. I don't okay, see Charles but- Bradley coming out with a song that's just like a generic. I mean, so I as, was going to say this for like the latter day, back of the discussion, but like this album in particular sounds like the 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 money shot to every rom com that's ever been made, all happening yeah. at once. Like every oh, every single possible. And I, I say this, and Andre knows this, and Natalie's down here now. You know this. <laughs> I fucking Superman love rom coms. Right. If I am left
4: alone. alone <laughs> He's watching Sleepless in Seattle. No, not, not uh, even that. No,
3: something with Katherine Heigl.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so much worse.
3: And Kate <laughs> Hudson, Kate so Hudson too. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. If she's paired with one of those like uh, Owen boys or Wilson boys, yeah. it's all good.
4: <laughs> it is like soul-bearing down yeah. here. Rab- soul-bearing. People, Rabbit is
3: making you bear your soul. People know this about me. But uh, that's my point. It's like... <laughs>
4: We spent more time with you in a basement than maybe Daria has, and we did not know
3: that. Okay, well, well, now you know. (laughs) Um, My point is, is that it is, like, well, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable in a now Coldplay U2 way where if I was, like, 15 and, like, didn't know nothing about nothing about nothing, I'd be like,
4: you're magical,
3: but now
4: I'm... <laughs> All right. I, I will say this about bitter. it. I, I will read you what I've written down in my little notes, which is that... Is it
3: track two, Penny's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was tra-
4: 15 seconds into track yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Because Acts of Man is the first track on the, okay. on the album. Um, there, there, this is not, like, a great album. It's definitely nowhere near, no, like, sad. the top. But it's nowhere near, like, the top for them. But... Compared to what else is out there, it's not offensive. It's oh, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's so much better that it is. Like five notches above unoffensive. Actually, parts
5: of it might be, offensive. and a
4: lot of the lyrics are incredibly <laughs> offensive. Except for the fact that he's saying them in Scottish, and so you're like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's
3: well, uh, about let's, a book. Let's, let's hear some more from the Highland. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, there can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs>
2: Giving wine to your best girl's glass. I am the amateur pornographer, unpleasant publisher. I am. (laughs) I
4: <laughs> still love it. I'm so sorry. Just while the knight in shitty armor rips a drunk out of her dress, I'll take
3: yeah. the therapist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's therapist. <laughs>
4: um,
3: no, I mean, so you know, uh, that's new. Frightened Rabbit. Yeah. I, yes, I, it I is. Just, it's bombastic. It's loud. It's it's different from old Frightened Rabbit. Maybe that's my uh hesitance to like really enjoy this you I and mean, Carrie during the break said this is probably making your like top 10 for half the year
4: for the first half of the year yeah definitely
3: yeah, yeah. I feel like Paul did I hear that from you like
5: uh, no, no. Cause I-, I said it's got a chance but we got a lot of this half of the year coming up and yeah. a lot of great albums yeah. For bands like the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, which might take all top ten spots. so
3: Do you (laughs) think, though, With the... I haven't heard Caveman, sir. Yeah.
4: Okay, if The National comes out with something... (laughs)
3: Jesus. If The National (laughs) comes out
0: with something, I will sing every song on this podcast. Kevin, it's 21 episodes in and we still haven't heard this. (laughs) 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 This is our our dare to The
3: National. Premiere a song on our podcast, I will sing it. Yeah,
4: Yeah, because that's exactly... A no. but, I, but I do kind of think that, like, this this music, I don't know why I'm drawn to it. I don't know why I listen to it. But for the same reason that I'm not quite sure why I identify with the National. Because I'm, like, a pretty happy person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I could listen to High Violet 50 times a day and yeah. get absolutely nothing done. This, this is nowhere near that. But I find it very listenable. I think it's yeah. one of my favorite things that's come out that I keep finding myself drawn to and I can't identify why. Yeah.
0: And I know these guys have been doing this for a while um, but this sort of sound is kind of like what we were talking about with uh, beach fossils mm-hmm. is that this sort of sound is becoming more common I mean oh, this is, M- Mumford and Sons is the example of that well, so here's, like, they here, sound very similar to this in, in some ways. Here's what actually I want
3: to talk about, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up so when I first heard Mumford and Sons yeah. I thought and, and and I said this and like Daria can like attest to this. Yeah. I said <laughs> yeah. these guys I'm gonna put I'm gonna put these notes. guys are it's pretty cute that they're already influenced by Frightened Rabbit.
0: Sure, sure. They create a more and catchy version of it. Then
3: to see them leapfrog, I mean like like I know, I'm sort of trashing this album, but I, I do love this band. I, and there, you have always been a huge. fan I of this have band. been a huge, huge fan of this band, and like it's a, it is actually offensive to me that Mumford and Sons can sell out stadiums, and these guys play the Black Cat. Yeah, um, oh,
5: they sold that 9:30 Club. Fred and Rabbit
3: did. Yeah. Well, yeah. Na- yeah, yeah, they did actually. On oh, nice This tour on this tour. Yeah. Um, but the last tour they were playing the Black Cat. And
4: well, they sold that out too, but it, mm. but it is they, they are growing. You, you at a know much what I'm slower. saying? No, 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 no but they're, they're but no. they're growing at a much slower rate. But at the sure. same time, my Kevin, concern you you, though, you, you, but you can't is, discount accessibility, and you cannot. You can't go through and just do like a quick change. Like a, you can't do a, a, a Maroon Five on the lyrics on this. Maroon Five makes two versions of every song, where one is like the radio version, and one is the dirty version where they uh, drop the F bomb. Is this on every- neither one <laughs> the good version? <laughs> <laughs> what I I am not I am not defending oh, nor on. saying. An- Animal
3: Vein, American Horror Story. Come on, you know it. <laughs> uh,
4: boom. I am I am not saying anything. About Maroon Five as a band, what I'm saying is that they know how to market their sure. their craft. And, well, I guess that's and, okay. and and there is no way that you can take a a frightened rabbit song and. Mumford and Sons, it because when you talk about the Mumfordization of music, that is, you add a banjo to anything, yeah, and it sure, automatically sure. is like, oh wow, this is folk and this is awesome.
3: Like, but gonna- Mumford
4: and Sons, all their songs are just like, I will wait, I will wait, no, for we're, we're- and it's so awesome and happy and peppy <laughs> and we're great. back to our
3: Grammys conversation. We're going to trash, yeah, bab- we're <laughs> going to trash babble <laughs> a little bit because no, I ahead. also go like, ahead. I also liked. The uh, first album, like "Side No More," yeah. Mumford and Sons, yeah. because it was it cute, was great. It was you no, it the wasn't first great. Album. Yeah, it was cute. It was oh, like I liked it. they love like folk, and they clearly really love "Frightened it. Rabbit." The new "Babble" was the same song over and over, and yes, the song was. was bad. But
4: it was the same. Pop, it was basically the same pop song over and yeah. over again with some banjo in it, and it was like, oh, it's cute because so got my, banjo in it. So
3: my fear here, but
4: these guys. But, my can't fear here, do that. no, but my
3: fear is that they did. No,
4: they're trying to. I'm waving my iPod at you, although my, no one can see that. My
3: fear is is that is that they are trying to because they're looking at it like, hey, we. It may it might even be subconscious, but I doubt it is. Like, you know, we've been doing this and we have the sound and it, and it sounds like all this and like all these other bands are like getting big and playing stadiums like. What do we need to do? And if they're not doing it themselves, like somebody in their camp is pushing them to do it. But
4: even, uh, but I even, if, they're, but even I if they're
5: even if they're tweaking it a little bit right there, if they're not changing the soul of music, which I don't think they are, then what's the difference? Because that's the problem with the problem with Mumford is not the sound. Mm-hmm. The problem with Mumford is that they've got nothing to say.
3: Neither I don't think they do on this. And album. I think that,
5: I th- and I think well to me and that's just a matter yeah. of opinion right there. I think that's the difference is that Frightened Rabbit actually still seems to put some effort into their lyrics and has. Something that they want to convey, even as their sound gets a little glossier. Mm, sure. But Mumford, I, I mean, you said you liked the first album. I thought the first album was crap. Yeah. Like it was, it, it it was like what somebody would do if they heard some Americana on the radio and then decided to start playing a cover band. Or frightened rabbit. No, no. So. no,
3: no, no, no. Hi. No, no. I said, or her frightened rabbit.
5: It was. It was. I mean, honestly, it was just. It was bad. It was. It was.
4: Mumford and at Sons. At its
5: best, it was well, inoffensive. I,
3: I don't. I don't hold up as high art. But I mean, it was. Yeah. It was. Like I said, it was. It was okay.
4: Okay. Mumford and Sons pretty much defines anthemic, which I, I love to use yeah. in reviews. Yeah. But it is. It's just anthems and people. Eat that shit up. I know. No, no. What no, I'm, but saying, what I'm, I'm this, saying is that on this on per- this on this particular thing, I actually I agree with Paul. Okay. This has yeah. very rarely <laughs> happened, so I might Whoa, need okay. to get yeah, a a big day. Day. I might yeah. need to get a T-shirt printed up that Golf says lap. I agree with that yeah. guy and an arrow. <laughs> but but I it's I, I do think that the that this the sound on this album is not as great as it's been on other things. The the music is much more interesting than a lot of stuff you're going to hear out there, but the actual gist of it on 50% of the songs is brilliant. On some of it's just crap. But some of their, their, their old albums, I don't love all of them. I don't love every song on every mm, other album. Watered
3: Down Crap is still crap.
4: <laughs> 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 Alright. It's diarrhea. Yeah. Oh! Oh! oh, oh.
0: oh. Saw oh, you walking
3: down the hall?
0: <laughs> yeah, jeez. I need something to bring our spirits up. Uh,
5: <laughs> yes. All
4: right. We've reached that point of the evening,
3: folks. So, boys and girls. So. Now's the time
4: for fist <laughs> fighting and feet to <laughs> strength.
3: Uh, Welcome reviewed... back, kids.
4: Bare knuckle boxing.
3: <laughs> we have reviewed four albums this evening, the first of which was Nick Cave.
5: Paul, how do you feel about Nick Cave? <coughs> I say buy it.
4: I say stream it.
3: I'm going to buy it. I am going to
5: buy it. (laughs) Moving on. Screaming females, or scream males, if you will, Paul.
4: Uh,
5: Kevin, I don't appreciate your portmanteau. I say, if you're a fan, buy it. <laughs> if you're it's a fan a, of music, is that you pull? No, that out no I'm not. I'm saying, if you're a fan of the Screaming Females, buy it. If you're not, stream it and buy Ugly. And if you're Kevin, then you're lost anyway. <laughs> okay. okay. Carrie.
4: I'm going to say, I'm going to save up all my money so I can buy the album that's going to be generated from this EP. Cool. But please. I'm going to pass right now.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm going to hang out at Paul's house and listen to it.
3: Yep. So that's a pass, and that's a pass for me. <laughs> uh. More mellower (laughs) concerns. Beach fossils. Pass.
5: Pass.
4: Oh. I have to stop weeping long enough from this background music. (laughs) Um, That's Andre, not me. I would never sing like that. Uh, Well, two weeks ago, I would have said, stream it. But now that I've listened to it a bunch of times, I'm going to say, buy it. Okay. Commit, motherfuckers.
0: Are we talking beach fossils? I am going to listen to it at Carrie's house. <laughs> the past,
3: the past. The past. I too will listen to it at nobody's house. I'm going to sit by myself with my cats. Yeah. <laughs> so.
4: Pay no attention to the man. Scotland. <laughs> buy it. Buy it. Yeah, I'm going to buy that one too. Buy it twice because Kevin pass. won't.
0: I'm not right. going to
5: support him this phase of this, this time around the curmudgeon has spoken yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i Frighten- feel like
4: <laughs> so frightened rabbit needs to like jump into a wheelbarrow with japan droids um, and who else and just get off your lawn
3: no they just need to sack up <sighs>
4: so. like this cat is unable to do
3: Elliot, <laughs> um so i think that's about it for uh, this week's life. podcast elliot the cat uh as usual uh if you feel the need to break dance, come to Andre's Basement and he will supply you the tunes and the cardboard. If I'm, if I'm am i correct,
0: I can wax it for you All if right. you need or
3: whatever you need. All right.
0: Um that is podcast 21.
3: Right.
4: Bottles up, gentlemen.
2: We're legal, we are we're legal now. We're in Boston. We're out. Good night. i